0: Hey, it's Chris here. Before we get started with today's show, I just wanted to bring your attention to the fact that we will be meeting in London, England on May 18 for the Youpreneur Mid-Year Mastermind. This is our brand new one-day event focused entirely on making sure that you get the clarity and the growth strategies that you need right here in the middle of the year or maybe just before the middle of the year, to continue to catapult your business forward to amazing growth and success. If you would love to be with us, there are limited tickets left, but we'd love to see you there. All you need to do is head over to upener.com forward slash midyear for all of the information and to be able to reserve your spot. That's upener.com forward slash midyear. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 334 of Youpreneur FM. Yes, I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and welcome to the weekly podcast show where you get to learn how to build a profitable, future-proof business based around you, your personality, your expertise, and the people that you want to serve. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this week with John Vroman from the Front Row Foundation and Front... Row dad's fame. I know you're going to love this conversation with John because not only is he making a lot of money as a personal brand entrepreneur, but he's doing it with incredible amounts of integrity and for all the right reasons. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Upener FM is brought to you by the Upener Mastermind Community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So on to my conversation with John. John and I um, have known each other for quite some time, but we only really got to hang out properly in person towards the end of 2018 when I was keynoting Hal Elrod's Best Year Ever Blueprint event in San Diego. And we had the opportunity to really sit down and get to know each other properly, talk about our life, our aspirations, our dreams, the things that we're working on, the things that really kind of make us tick And I got to know a lot about John and what he's up to and the reasons behind everything he does. He's a very, very successful entrepreneur when it comes to his personal brand and the ecosystem that he's built out around that personal brand. But what's more impressive is the reasoning behind everything that he does and the driving force behind him getting up in the morning and getting to work. I know you're going to love this conversation with John. Here it is. Enjoy. So, John, welcome to the show.
1: Hey man, good to be
0: here. It's great to have you. I can't wait to get into this. Um, you're such an inspiring guy. I got to really know you big time in San Diego last December when I was there for uh, Hal L. Rod's uh, Best Your Ever Blueprint event, where I uh, keynoted. You were there. We hung out a lot. We talked a lot. We laughed a lot. And then we're like, why haven't you been on my show before? <laughs> Like three hundred plus episodes in.
1: I've been asking myself that for years,
0: Chris. (laughs) It's not as if it's not been on the radar for a while. (laughs) Good lord! Anyway, okay, you're here now. That's all that matters. Um, I was moved, genuinely, by what you do with Front Row. Once, I mean, I, I had known about it. I knew what it did, but I didn't know what you had done to get it to where it is today Hmm. um, as a foundation and and everything that kind of goes along with that brand as well, Front Row Dads, the book, Front Row Factor, and a lot of other stuff that you've got going on too. Um, Talk us through, think, but it it wasn't always like this. So talk us through sort of the early journey of quitting that high paying corporate job that you had and why you did it and all that sort of stuff. Give us a little bit of a background before we really deep dive in all the business stuff.
1: Yeah, well, the, the journey kind of for me started where I didn't love school, um, so I didn't I didn't pursue the college university route. I got a job with Cutco selling kitchen knives, and what started out as a sum, a summer job turned into a fourteen year career for me, and um, I never would have expected that. In fact, I thought it was a big scam when I walked in, and turned out to be an amazing company. And that was a, was an organization that really um, was pivotal in my life of teaching me about personal growth and taking responsibility and designing your world, and that's what it did. So, uh, you know, at one point, I'm you know my my title is this promotions manager, right? I'm creating all the contests for eighty thousand reps, four hundred managers. I'm taking people on week long trips to Italy and Spain and uh, Hawaii and all over the world. I had landed in my dream job. I was making great money. I was I was in a position I loved, catered to my strengths. Everything seemed like it was going well, but there was one piece that felt like it was missing and that was this purpose element in life. This, how am I truly making a difference? I mean, I could argue the work I did made a difference, but there was a piece that was missing. Something was what needed to be there that wasn't. And what I found was this element of contribution and giving back and almost in a way that um, wasn't self-serving. You know, it's the type of giving where Nobody, maybe nobody knows your name. Maybe nobody you're not connected to it directly, but somehow you've set that ripple off. And, and so that's when Front Row Foundation began um, back in 2005. It would, and for those who don't know, it's a charity that helps kids and adults who have a life-threatening illness to go to the event of their dreams from the front row. And so it's very much like Make-A-Wish. So what makes us different than Make-A-Wish is that, you know, imagine Make-A-Wish met Tony Robbins. So we, I came from this world of read a ton of books, go to all these events, learn about yourself and the world and and grow, right? This personal growth world. And we felt that um, Make-A-Wish is very clear about making a difference for a day for a person. And we wanted to extend beyond the day. We wanted to teach people how to live life in the front row, which is really a, a metaphor for getting close to the people, places, things, and thoughts that make you come alive. And so that's what happened. We started this charity. It went off. It went crazy. All of our friends got involved. They started having a lot of fun. And then a couple years into it, I thought this is going so well. How can I create a job that allows me to do my passion with Front Row Foundation more effectively? And I thought, well, what if I'm a speaker and a writer. And what I do is I write and speak about people living life in the front row. What if I could tell the world all the things you could learn about living life from people who are fighting for it? So in 2008, I quit my job. I had zero. I had not built anything, Chris. Like This is not the path I recommend to people. But I went out with 100 grand in the bank. Um, I started this business. A year later, I spent all 100 grand. A year later, I was 100 grand in debt or foreclosing on my home. But the year after that, I won a speaking award and the business popped and I made a hundred grand. The next year I made 200 grand and the rest is history. And that's kind of, that's the short, short version of the story of how I got into this front row brand.
0: And so, I mean, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit here then. Um, And obviously the foundation does incredible work. Again, I was very touched uh, watching all the videos that you guys shared with the audience who, I mean, they play. What was the final number
1: over that few days? 250 (laughs) grand. Yeah, we, yeah, it was incredible, and I've got to tell your audience too, man. I, 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 th- we didn't set this up, and you're not asking me to say it, but I have to say this: that um, dude, what you stepped it? up where huge. Where is this going exactly? You stepped up huge, like we. So we. Here's what we do, everybody out yeah, there listening, right? Like we show these videos of the people that we help. We tell the audience what's happening, and then oftentimes what we'll do at the event, which is very unique. I haven't seen this done anywhere else. Props to Hal uh, and John Bergoff, who helps run that event. Really, is the designer of the event. Um, they they created this system where they're not really. They're not selling anything, except when they do offer somebody's product or service or whatever, they donate it and all the money goes to our charity. It's a really cool system, especially for our charity. But everybody feels good about buying the stuff. So you donate um, stuff and you then step up and make this big personal donation... Dude, it's, it's massive. It's, uh, it's huge. You're, you, and what you did, which is really cool, Chris, is that I'm flipping the show on you here. You, you set in motion a ripple that then other people took your lead and then donated. And in the end, guys, we raised $250,000 for charity and uh, for Front Row Foundation. It was absolutely remarkable. It was our biggest event ever. It was big win all the way around.
0: I love it. That's great to know, man. And this I did not know because uh, I, th- I think I left town a little before the event actually wrapped up, and yeah. so I didn't. I didn't hear the final number. But I mean, it was clear that you guys were doing a great job. I didn't know it was that big. That's crazy. It was a lot of money. Quarter million bucks is a lot of money to raise in a couple of days. So kudos to you and the rest of the team. And kudos thanks for your donation, man. God. Thank you, brother. It's all my pleasure. So okay. Let's let's deep dive a little bit here then in terms of you know the business of you. I mean that's what we talk about here on the show. Um, it's great that we can obviously serve and help and donate and do all that fun stuff as well. And as a company, uh, Upener donates tens of thousands of dollars every single year for one thing or another. It's one of my favorite things to do. But at the core of what this show is all about, it's a business show. Yeah. And you know, we are here to serve people and, and show people how to be able to build successful, future-proof businesses based around them and their expertise and the people that they're ultimately serving and selling to. Right? So. John needs to make money. John is a dad, as well as, you know, this founder of this amazing foundation and this charitable cause. But John needs to put food on the table, right? And pay the mortgage and do all this other stuff. So let's break down the ecosystem. A little bit, because there is a lot of moving parts in here, just like any good ecosystem. How do things kind of begin? Obviously, you mentioned the public speaking there and making your first six figures and that sort of type of stuff. How have things kind of grown since then? What does that ecosystem look like now?
1: Yeah. Well, the ecosystem today is that my, my focus is primarily front row dads. And this is a membership you know service this is a li- there's a live events and that business is doing multiple six figures in its second year and um that's i think to your to your work like this is a testament to your work is because of the brand it we were able to ramp that up very quickly you know and uh, uh our per- Prediction and that for what that means, right? It's like, well, show me when you get there. But our prediction is that within the next twenty-four months, this will be at seven figures. That's our goal, you know. And all this is uh, built from the momentum of what started back with the charity, and um, and so the, the ecosystem now is a little bit of speaking. It's mostly a membership site and it's retreats. That's that's the business. The Front Row Foundation was not made for me to profit. It was made for me to give and be a place for, for passion and purpose. What I think is really cool for um, entrepreneurs to explore, Chris, is th- this idea of mixing profit and purpose, right? I, I think it's so powerful. And I remember years ago reading like The Purpose Economy. I remember reading Firms of Endearment. Where you know, they basically were taking Jim Collins good to great and saying, look at these companies that performed so well and what did they do? And the Firms of Endearment book was saying, let's look at these companies that actually have a strong purpose behind their work. And let's talk about the impact that makes on their bottom line, on their profit." And so I started to understand very early on what we now see in areas like Tom's shoes is maybe one of the most quoted examples of when you mix profit and purpose together. And I think that's something that's very important to understand. You know, you can do good and do well at the exact same time. It's the spirit of what happened at Best Year Ever. And I think it's one of the things that it it separates that brand. You talk about differentiating yourself, right? Standing out, being different. And I think that's one of the things Hal and John do really well at Best Year Ever is this, this ability to blend the, the uh, live event business that is a profitable business for them with the idea of, of purpose with Front Row Foundation and mixing them together. So our ecosystem is really, um, it's an integration of this charity and the for-profit work. They're two separate entities fully and completely. There's a 501c3 over here legally for the charity. There's an LLC over here for the business. They have separate bank accounts. Everything is different, but the brand really ties together. And so it works. Yeah. And I mean, you know, honestly, I've
0: spoken at, I, mean, God, I don't know how, how many hundreds of I've attended and spoken at hundreds and hundreds of, hundreds of events combined. And honestly, it is like any other event that I've ever been to because of all the different things that they do. You're absolutely right. One minute, there's a dude rapping on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and the next minute, someone's saying, I'll pledge eight grand or something or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's very, very, very different. There's no... Yeah that But what I like about what you've done with Front Row Dads is obviously yes, you're, you've kind of you've you've gone off to one side with that Front Row brand, but Front Row Dads is definitely a John production, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's clear that you're the face of that brand. You're the face yes. of the, everybody. You know, everyone that signs up for that membership is signing up primarily. Because of the fact that they've got some kind of a connection with you, whether they've met you or not, it's because of the content you've put out or a blog post that they've read or a video or something like that. So you are very much the,
1: the face of the brand.
0: How does that make you feel
1: day to day? Uh, it, feels, it feels great when I feel good about myself. <laughs> And in the days that I question myself or my abilities, there's moments when that terrifies me that I might be the face. It, there's a pressure that comes with that, and that pressure is good. That pressure keeps me accountable. It's the reason why we jumped on this. I was a lot of breath. I'm like I was doing pull ups in, in the in the doorway on my pull up bar because we have this challenge going on in the group. Yeah. For you guys yeah. tuning in, he he's overachieving
0: right here, right? Like <laughs> I, we, <laughs> I said, I said, I need a break. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the. Bathroom, a little pee break scenario because uh, you know we were chatting beforehand. So I come back and he's all out of breath, and I was like, "What the hell's the guy been doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just doing some push ups." I'm like, "You're showing off. You're an overachiever. <laughs> what are you doing push ups in between courts?" You know, but um, but but that I mean, but that's part of you as well. Now, I want to I want to deep dive on something though. When you say when you're not feeling so good, you question yourself things. Are we talking imposter syndrome here? Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. I might've gotten in over my head, you know, that almost the guys are so good that we're attracting to the group that I'll have moments where I say, can I lead that person? Can I, am I really the leader of this group? When I look to these guys and think they should be leading this group. There are moments when I question that part of my role. Now, what I go back to why I continue to step up in that role is that I remember that I didn't start the group because, because I'm a dad expert or that I'm a marriage expert. It's because I actually wanted to learn from them and that the greatest gift that I bring is the curation of a community. I don't have to know it all. I don't have to know all the answers. What I need to be is curious. I need to be somebody that, you know, I said to say, there they go, what do you do? And I said, I was tempted to say, I build bridges. Like I'm a bridge builder because that's really what I'm attempting to do. I'm attempting to build a bridge from this person to that person and from this expert to our group. And I want to make connections. And the greatest thing ever is when somebody comes to me and says, because of your group, I met this other person and my life changed. Like I'm less interested than saying you changed. My life, John. Then you brought two people together that allowed for lives to change, and I think that feels scalable to me. And that's when I actually breathe into the, what I'm doing and say, I can do this because I tell the guys all the time: I say, you're not even really paying for content or, or information. You love it, you love the ideas, you love the strategies, and of course, that that we're missing, you'd feel that. But what you really want is you want brotherhood. You really, w- we all want community. We all want to learn with and from other people um, because if what you want is just content, you can Google and read books until you're blue in the face. But the reason people come to your events, Chris, or my events or whomever, or or why they show up to communities is because we want to learn with people. And that I can do. There I can deliver. I can be curious with you. I can be uh, both confident in my abilities. Yeah, I've accomplished some things, but I can also be really humble along the way. I
0: love that. Yeah. And I mean it, it's clear. It comes out very clearly on your podcast when you speak to, you know, crowds and everything. It's it's very clear that you're doing it for all the right reasons. So how does one then in, in that situation, how does one start to genuinely looking at the monetization? of that? Like what was, what was the incubus for you to turn around and say, okay, I'm going to do this, but you know, now I got to make money. How am I, what did you do? How did you start kind of thinking about the growth? I mean, you you say in the next couple of years, you're going to go to seven mil. How's that going to happen? One mil. How's that going to, how's that going to happen?
1: Oh man, you just raised my goal, Chris. <laughs> hey, you just planted a seed seven mil, changing it now. Dude, just um, think about all- do with seven mil, not a mil, yeah. right? I'm just, yeah. I'm not- I'm fascinated by the same thing with other people's businesses too, of how they, you know, how they're thinking along the way and how they staged um, their business. For me, it was so. I'm keynote speaking. I'm doing 40 gigs a year. Uh, I decided to do this dad's thing because it just felt like the right thing to do. In fact, uh, a quick part of the story is that I'm at this party and somebody had said, "You know, what do you do?" And I started in with, "I'm a keynote speaker and this charity." And normally, like what I think they're asking me, I would answer. But I, I cut myself off and I said, I'm actually a father and a husband. And when I'm not doing that, I happen to do these other things on the side. And they looked at me and they're like, that's the best answer I've ever heard. And, and I, what I said was, I, I remember feeling in my heart, that's actually not true, <laughs> but, but it's what I want it to be. I might've even said that out loud. Like That's actually what I want to my life to be as a a family man with a business, not a businessman with a family. And I knew that I I knew there was, I went home and I remember sitting down and thinking like, I've spent hours making plans for my business and all this stuff, but not my family. And and then I remember saying, why would I go to all these events, read all these books on leadership, but I've read two on being a great dad. That doesn't make any sense. If that's really my primary role in life, then what am I doing? And I got... 30 of my friends together for basically for fun in Philadelphia, and we had a meeting. I just hosted an event, never meant to be my business. That went so well that I said, We've got something here. There's sort of a tiger by the tail. There's so much energy around this. There's so many people saying, John, this is so needed. There's nothing like this out there. And when you're an entrepreneur, you've got to hear those things. You have to listen to that. That's that blue ocean, you know, that you're, you're like, Oh, wait, something's here. This is magic. I knew at that moment we needed to do a little something and sort of test. Let's let's do it see if we can replicate this. Can we get guys to show up again? Can we do this again and then by the time we did it for the third time, I said this this is it. This is the direction I'm moving in. It's going to get me home with the kids. It's going to be a scalable business. I love every piece about this. It totally aligns with my strengths, my passions, my abilities, my history. Like I love it. Like I'm this is good. It doesn't compete with any of my friends and their businesses. It just felt really good. And that was it, man. And then the membership started growing, and and right now it's very organic. You know, it's a lot of word of mouth. The podcast is working. The um, a lot of guys are excited to bring their friends into this space. And it's you know what's cool about this brand, Chris, with the Front Row Ads, is it's it's the type of brand that's elevating to its members. Also, like guys like wearing our hats because people ask them like, "What's Front Row Ads?" Um, right. and they'll say like, "I'm part of a group that focuses on being family men with businesses, not businessmen with families," and it elevates their. Value in a conversation as well. So they like talking about it. And that's where we are.
0: Well branded as well. Like, you know, it 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 looks masculine, but it's not over the top masculine Mm -hmm. in terms of branding, logos, colors, and things like that. It's it's a solid brand. There's no doubt about it. Okay. So so there's the membership aspect. There's obviously the book, which although isn't directly associated with front row dads, it's you know the front row factor, and and therefore there's that there as well. That obviously helps to kind of get the word out about you and the foundation you've done and everything. Then there's the retreats as well. Talk us through that from, uh, I guess, maybe from a marketing perspective, first and foremost, and then obviously
1: how that in, in, you know, continues to help you grow the business. The, the retreats are, the, I think the retreats are critical because nothing replaces the in-person time. Like We have the monthly calls and we, we have a lot of things online that are good and would be a good first step. And it's, and it's a good step if it's the only step somebody could take. But the fact of getting people together in a room, brotherhood is built at such a deep level. So we, right now, our present model is we cap those events at about 35 to 40 guys. Um, we... Uh, first market it to our internal membership, which is coming up on 100 men right now inside the group. And these are high-performing entrepreneurial guys that we're after. That's who we're targeting. We're very specific about who's in that room. That room is filled with uh, thought leaders and experts, authors, you know, in business owners. We have a lot of different types of people in that room. We have real estate agents and we have some surgeons and chiropractors and we have a lot of different types of people, but all of them are very entrepreneurial in their spirit. It's a three-day event. It's a few thousand dollars to come to the event. And um, so those events are profitable. You know, those events certainly are profitable. Um, Mm -hmm. But we understand that the real scalability of this is, is ultimately when our membership is at a thousand. Right, And we understand the, that part of my mission here is that these regional events or these events can become regional, that other people can run them, that they can be hosted locally in other areas. Because I truly believe, Chris, and I'm going to make a big, bold statement here, that, um, and I love when we all get here, that when we all get to the place, no matter what work you do, that you believe that your work is critical to saving the world in the end. Um, and I truly believe that. Like, I, I could argue that for your business. I can certainly argue that for my business is that I, I genuinely believe these guys coming together is like one of the things that's gonna change the world and maybe save the world. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't wanna get too much on a soapbox, but when, when we believe in our work that much, I believe it's not just a business for me and like hitting numbers and, and scaling for the sake of significance or making it, you know, it's, it's literally, I feel my duty and my role to try to do this if I have the ability to do so. Um, so I, I got a little off track there, but if I go back to you know, these retreats, 35 guys, we market it to our internal group, it sells out almost instantly, but if it doesn't, thought. we we then go outside. We'll just, we have a wait list right now that's hundreds of guys. If you go to the website, you can't sign up for a retreat. I, I've set this up right now, and I don't think this is scalable, but right at the present moment until I figure out what is, I vet all the guys. Every guy that comes into the group, I interview, I talk to, and that's that's why the guys also value it so much is that you know, I'll take the time to make sure that if somebody shows up that they're the right guy. And that's why we have such quality men. Most of it's referral based. I think when you have that really good product, a lot of people want to tell other people. So I've got guys that are just recruiting their friends in. We have no recruiting incentive either. There's no free membership. There's no bonus. There's no nothing. It's just the incentive is they build the membership. And when the membership grows, they all grow. Everybody benefits when a better guy comes in.
0: I don't think I know of a single online membership that has that level of high touch point before people even sign up. Like, I, I think that's the only time I've ever heard of people, uh, in, in terms of en masse, like a scalable membership like yours. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing individual interviews like that before. I mean, it's normal, I guess, with more high-end mastermind groups yep. and that sort of But in terms of an online membership, I've not heard of that before. So kudos to you. I, I, you know, I turn into business mentor every now and then on this show with my guests.
1: The thing that worries me. You can with me anytime you want, Chris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thing that concerns me there a little bit for you personally, um, is that that's really going to be very hard to scale. You know, like this thing is going to pick up more steam. It's going to pick up more speed. There's going to be more and more people coming in, which means more referrals. And John only got so many hours in John's day. And that worries me a little bit for you personally, but knowing you the way I do, I'm sure that you'll eventually start bringing people on board if you want to keep that high touch point there. And I probably believe that you will do because I think it's going to, it's going to continue to, to make sure that the membership and the people inside of it are the right people, if nothing else. Um, but, you know, clearly you're going to need help at some point, right? You must be thinking about that already.
1: Yeah, and you're totally right. You know, we I recognize right now that this is not a model that can, it's not going to get us to 500 members, which is the goal, you know, in the next 12 months is to get to 500. It, that, that can't work. Um, what, what are you what going I'm, to we have a leadership team now. So we have, there's two things. One, is we have a leadership team. These are members who have said, I, I want to be involved in the building of this, right? These are talented guys. They're skilled guys. They're saying, I want to help. And so part of it is that they're helping me figure out that solution. What does that look like? Is it that it's literally members interviewing other members? That's a possibility. Guys, you know, we can create, uh, is it group interviews in a sense? Is that a possibility? What we What we know right now is that We're in the question asking phase. We don't know the answer, but we're trying to figure out what's the right question to ask. And what I know that I don't even have to figure out the solution. I need to bring in the right team, the right committee, the right people that are vested in the future of Front Road Ads and help have them help figure out what that looks like. So that's what I'm doing. And then the other part is an in-person future hacking session of front road ads. So what we do is on the front end or back end of our retreat for the paying members, we'll extend an invite for a specific group of those guys to come in a day early or stay a day late and actually um, design the future of front road ads together because people support what they help create right we know that so if I, I, my my plan is simply to involve these brilliant men men that are way smarter in certain areas than i am even building business i'm not an expert at building businesses i just happen to be friends with a lot of people that are and so my goal is to bring them together and say let's do this guys let's figure this out i want your insight and your wisdom that's my hope well my man you are well and truly on your
0: way i cannot wait to can you know? I, I mean, I'm just excited to be able to continue to watch you blaze your trail in the way that you're doing it. You're doing it for all the right reasons, first and foremost. But you're doing it with class and with sophistication. James Bond would be proud of you. My my oh, British, man. Pro, he would
1: I'm be proud. of You on that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. For you guys tuning in, thank you for being here as well as always. Um, show notes, links to Front Row Dads and the book and the and and the foundation. Everything will be over on the show note page at uh, youpreneur.com forward slash 334. John, you're a real inspiration, man. Thank you for making time to speak with us. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. You guys, thank you for tuning in one more time. I often say you could be listening to any podcast right now, like this second, but today you chose to listen to mine and to ours. So welcome to the world of Youpreneur and I'll be back at you again next week. Bye for now.